0: All right, here's the nice thing about doing a podcast, people. Um, stuff happens. So we uh, we were recording uh, episode 96 uh, the other night and uh, had a great time doing it. Ate donuts and all that. And then middle of the night, the Suns and the Nets pull off a blockbuster trade. And I wake up the next morning to a text from B-Train. When do you
1: sleep, man? <laughs> I, I I usually try to sleep about five hours. That's, that's about my limit. Uh, I figure I'll sleep when I'm dead. How about that? Look
0: at this. Look at this, man. This face needs beauty rest. But anyways, Suns pull off a blockbuster <laughs> trade with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And uh, so what we're going to do here is we're just going to drop our thoughts in as, as and just add it on, tack it on, consider it a freebie to the podcast. So we'll do this segment, talk about the trade that happened, and then stay tuned for the rest of the podcast. It was pretty damn good. We had a good time the other night doing it, but it felt like this was big enough where we wanted to come back together. And uh, well, here we go. B train. In case somebody was sleeping under a rock and missed it, the Phoenix Suns get Kevin Durant and T.J. Warren. In order to do that, the, the I keep saying New Jersey. Let's just say the Nets get Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, who they packaged up and traded away after he arrived, and uh, they get four first-round draft picks from the Suns, as well as a 2028 pick swap option. So uh, that was a steep price to pay. But paying that price, Matt Ishbia, James Jones landed a generational talent, arguably one of the top 10 to 15 players all time in NBA history. Kevin Durant, likely after the All-Star break, will make his debut in a Phoenix Suns
1: uniform. Mike, a couple of thoughts. For me, the the one thing that that jumped out to me was the haul that the Brooklyn Nets got because this is the Rudy Gobert – you know, effect because he had such a high uh, demand and, and there were so many pieces involved in his trade uh, a few months ago, you knew that for a Kevin Durant, a guy who was a substantially better player than a Rudy Gobert, you knew the asking price would be much higher than it was for Rudy Gobert. And we saw that bear out. And I think for the Phoenix Suns, Mike, I really believe that this was a bigger trade than for Charles Barkley back in 1993. And I know Charles Barkley came in and, and was MVP and led the Suns to the finals. And I think this is one of those where Kevin Durant is is higher is much higher regarded as far as in mm-hmm. the basketball annals than Charles Barkley was at the time. Yes, Charles yep. Barkley was a perennial all-star, but he wasn't a guy that was already an MVP, a guy that already a champion. Uh, Kevin Durant is already MVP of the league, already a two-time champion, already a finals MVP. And, and for most people, he's arguably one of the top 15 of all time as far as NBA players. So I think there's going to be a certain buzz around Phoenix now because you throw him into a pretty good lineup where you have a Devin Booker, you have a Chris Paul, and you have a DeAndre Aiden, whatever you want to call him. I, I I think it's a big three and a half. I'm not going to say big four I'm gonna say right. big three and a half until DeAndre Aiden gets his act together and starts playing like a guy that's worthy of the contract that he got in the off season. Uh, This is big time because I think now the Phoenix sun's become a top three team in the Western conference Mm -hmm. where before this, they were likely on the outside looking into the playoffs. But I I think this significantly impacts their outlook on the playoffs that that's going to start in about 30 some odd games.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. My question is, um, and I was reading, you know, various breakdowns of this trade, and I thought Rick Buecher at Fox Sports had a nice analysis of this. this so I'm kind of paraphrasing what he says. But who does the dirty work on this team? Be trained now that now that Mikael Bridges is gone, now that Cam Johnson is gone, and, and I know Jay Crowder hasn't played this year. But flashback two years to the run to the finals against the Bucks. Jay Crowder was a big, big part of that, right? And you know, you've got no doubt. I mean, there is no doubt the talent that you're talking about, the big the big three-and-a-half, as you called it. And I, I like the way you put that. You know, clearly, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul, should he stay healthy? And then whatever DeAndre Ayton chooses to give you on any given night. Um, but, you know, in this league, you need to have those role-play guys. You need to have those guys that will come in and play defense. You know, you look at, you know, Mikhail Bridges, the Iron Man. You know, he, he never takes a night off, you know. Load management is such a big deal. I want to like this deal, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, there's there's things that are just kind of gnawing at me. And, you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you've you got to figure this out. You've got to figure out the chemistry because we talk, even on our podcast, people that were close to this team, that team that ran to the finals and the team a year ago that had the best record in the regular season, people loved them. They loved the chemistry. They loved how they, they, they got together and got along to get it done. And you blew that up with this trade. I don't think there's any questioning that. So really on, on coach, you know, and, and his staff to, to put it together 30 games as you pointed out to figure it out and make that run.
1: Mike, I think for as much as they love that team, I don't think they love the results of that team. And if you have an sure. opportunity to go win a championship, you gotta go for it. Because those those windows don't open very often. And to get a player of Kevin Durant's caliber, he's not always available. Remember in the offseason this past offseason, this this was flirted with. Everybody kind of had this, and, and some people kind of dismissed it as, oh, that's just talk. And but it, there was real links to this. There, there was a real interest on both sides uh, in coming together, and we saw that play out where in the night, or in the, the 12th hour, 11th and a half hour, this thing came to, to fruition, and, and I think for a lot of people, it, it re-energizes their fandom for the Phoenix Suns, and I think uh, now that sarver's out of the way and and now that you know a lot of that 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 cloud that surrounded him is is pretty much gone i think you almost get a reset yeah there's only 30 games but i think in 30 games you can figure this thing out teams have been able to figure it out in less time and and make runs and and i think for a kevin durant he's going to fit in seamlessly wherever he goes because his game is 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 pretty universal he, you you can find mm-hmm. a way to integrate Kevin Durant into any offense and, and you, you give a seven footer an opportunity to, to, to use his skills and, and do things that that Kevin Durant can do with the ball. Uh, You, you'll figure it out. And those role players, Mike, the funny thing about when you have an opportunity to win a championship, the role players play their roles a little bit harder now that you, you Mm -hmm. are in this position, as opposed to what you were before this trade where things were just kind of mulling along. They were, playing decent basketball, but I don't think anybody had realistic expectations of getting to the finals. Now, when you bring in a Kevin Durant, he automatically brings in a certain expectation with him. And I think those players that there may be question marks about as far as what their roles are going to be and who's going to do the dirty work, I think there's going to be a lot more guys at the back of that roster that are going to be willing to do whatever dirty work is necessary to stay a part of this team because they know with the, the starters that they have and, and the names that are uh, on the back of those jerseys, they find themselves in a much different situation than they were about 48 hours ago.
0: No, and I think that's a fair point. Um, and, you know, again, you know, this coaching staff has shown that, you know, go back two years, right? You put it together and, and they can put the, the plan in place to make it work. And, you know, that's what these remaining games are for. Once once Kevin Durant is healthy and he's able to go and like I said, reports are that that should be shortly after the All-Star break here coming up shortly in the National Basketball Association. The other thing that I wonder about is, you know, and again, this is just, you know, when you package it into the big picture, um, you know, the new owner, you know, and, and it was clearly the, the news was out there that the owners and the league fast tracked this uh, approval. So that Matt Ishbia and his brother could get in here, take over their controlling interest in this team from Robert Sarver, so deals could be done. There was a cap, I believe, at ten million dollars, is what Sarver, with with Sarver's suspension, was all James Jones could do. Like his hands were tied because of this. Mm-hmm. So that that is lifted, and now now you go you go all in and then some. Like you you, you watch poker on ESPN where the guy stands up and pushes his chips into the table. Like that's what happened Mm -hmm. here, I think, because you know, depending on which side of this this equation you are, you know, there's one side that if you're a Suns fan and and everything you've described, you love it. On the other side, and again, quoting from Rick Buecher, because I this is good and I can't take credit for his work, is that Matt Ishbia has been an NBA owner NBA owner for less than 24 hours when this article was written, and it feels as if the Brooklyn Nets took full advantage of that fact, the fact that he wanted to make that impression on this fan base. That he was here and he meant business and therefore that price
1: was incredibly steep for Matt Ishbia to pull this deal off. Mike we've seen across sports that there have been organizations that are willing to do exactly what Matt Ishbia did we saw this with the Rams last year we saw this with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a few years ago mm-hmm. where you say hey you know what to heck with all those draft picks we're going to try to win now and that's what he's tried to do and if it if they pull it off and they get a championship ring, it will all be worth it—the high price, all of the things that they gave up in order to get this ring. No fan is going to worry about what's going on with Mikael Bridges. They—they they love the—they love Mikael and what he brought to the team. But if they get a championship, that will be in the rearview mirror so far down the road that they'll be like Mikael who, and they'll be yeah. on to the celebration and and uh, waiting in line at the parade to see the victorious. Phoenix Suns uh, as they, uh, have the Larry O'Brien roll down, uh, you know, downtown. So I, I understand that, you know, it's, it's one of those where yes, he, he paid a lofty price to get a Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant's aren't available very often. And when you have an opportunity to get him, you go get him. And then you worry about the, the, the after effects down the road when after you were, uh, trying to find a place to put that that Larry O'Brien in the, in the office.
0: In your opinion, b what, what what's the window here now, right? Because, again, and I, I completely agree with your your comparisons where you compare this move to what the, the Rams did, right, where you, you mm-hmm. go all in, you, you tra- tra- draft picks be damned, you're going to do what you got to do to win and win now. The Rams were successful in that. What's the mm-hmm. window for the Phoenix Suns? Is it win now, win immediately like this year, Chris Paul, 37 years old? Kevin Durant, 34 years old, coming off an injury again. Like this this is a this doesn't have a long window to work. It's got to be a win now, maybe next year, but it's it's an immediate it's got to be an immediate payoff
1: in my opinion. Oh no, Mike, make no mistake about it. This is win now. This you don't make this move, you don't give up what they give up to wait till next year if that was the case, they could have waited until next year to make this move because Kevin Durant was going to want to be moved next year, had he not been moved this year. So this is all about this season. And I think the fact that they did it right before the trade deadline, now you have an opportunity because again, 30 games is enough of a sample size to figure out mm-hmm. what your roles are going to be as, as far as am I going to be the primary scorer? Am I going to be the primary ball handler? Uh, you know what Devin Booker's role is going to be. I I, I think, these men are going to figure it out because one they're pros they're motivated mike and they all understand that chris paul ain't getting any younger kevin durant's not getting any Mm -hmm. younger you look at devin booker he's a guy that he's he's as happy as he can be because now he can be the face of the franchise and not have to carry the entire the entire burden for chris paul he doesn't have to be the, the ball carrier or you know the guy that has to bring the ball up every single time he doesn't have to play extended minutes now you can give it to a superstar like a Kevin Durant and just say, Hey, big fella, take us home. A guy that can be a closer. Uh, not that you didn't have one on the team because Devin Booker is a closer, but now you have a guy that has been there and done that at the highest level who can do it in his sleep. And and that's all he wants to do. So the fact that he wants that, that smoke, as far as the, the burden of being that, that, that guy that everybody looks to, to, to bail you out, I think it, it makes mm-hmm. everybody's job that much easier. And the fact that he had a relationship with Monty Williams already, Mike, I think that was mm-hmm. even more of a plus and why this was fast tracked because I think had there not been that relationship, I don't know if everything would have flown would have flowed as smoothly as it did. But the fact that there was already a relationship with Monty and Kevin Durant from their days at Oklahoma City, this just seemed like a a no brainer uh for the two of them to come together.
0: Suns, after the trade, they fall to Atlanta on Thursday night, um, and we're recording this Nobody worried Sun's about that. Just... No, no, I'm just giving a context around the All-Star break. They beat the Pacers tonight, and they got two more games before the All-Star break. They got two home games. They got Sacramento and the Clippers at home, and then the point that we're talking about here is that they break for the All-Star game. Kevin Durant, again, reports say that he should be good to go right about that time. And interesting games on the schedule coming up as they're ready for that stretch run that you're talking about, B-Train. They got a game at Milwaukee, right? And, and you know, time to you know put, put the goods to test there. Milwaukee comes here later on in March. Got a couple of games left with the Denver Nuggets. So you're going to get an opportunity for some maybe some previews, which fans love to see. Got the Sixers on the schedule. Got the Clippers on the schedule. So it's going to be fascinating as we get down this stretch run and uh, see these pieces uh, kind of come together, and, and what actually happens uh, with uh, with this new look uh, superstar laden Phoenix Suns team uh, with uh, with uh, Kevin Durant now in uh, in a Suns uniform.
1: In the words of the immortal Bart Scott, can't wait, can't wait to see what this can't team looks wait. like. Can't wait, can't wait to see how they gel on the court, and all guys. Are going to be motivated to to get this thing done everybody wants this to happen the fans are going to be bananas it's, it's great to be in phoenix now yeah. you got the super bowl here uh in a few days and big shout out to uh to 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 patrick mahomes winning his second mvp by the way you know and and uh that game coming up and you got the uh waste management open coming up and, and that's already underway and then you got spring training in a couple of weeks mike We're we're the epicenter of sports right now. I mean, it it doesn't get any hotter than Phoenix, Arizona, literally and figuratively. Absolutely are. And we'll get to
0: that, some of that anyways, uh, coming up here in the rest of the podcast. Real quickly, before we get out of here talking NBA trade deadline news, not related to the Phoenix Suns, just just interesting because this doesn't happen very often. Apparently, Gary Payton II failed his physical. uh, And that trade that was a a big one, it was a four-team trade. Uh, with the Warriors, the Pistons, the Blazers, and the Hawks, that trade might get blown up and everybody goes back to square one. Uh, Blazers reportedly saying, oh, we, we we thought he was healthy. We thought he was good to go. Uh, but uh, Warriors doctor said, not so fast, my friend. So, uh, you know, the, the 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 Warriors were quick to move on from James Wiseman, um, you know, just uh, Gary Payton back to, to the Blazers. This one, obviously, not nearly on the level the one we've been talking about, but just had a lot of interesting layers to it. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm sure it's happened, but right at the deadline to have a trade with this many moving parts blow up, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the, the league handles all this.
1: Mike, it will be interesting. And also think about the Lakers who uh, were reunited with D'Angelo Russell and they were able to get the <laughs> Russell Westbrook contract off their books. I think that team was able to, to make some moves in a positive direction yeah. to kind of help out LeBron James, who became the NBA's leading scorer. Uh, in history, and, and that team is going to look a lot different going into the final stretch of yeah. the season as well. So the Western Conference is yeah. – it looks a lot different than it did four to eight hours ago, and and I think it's fascinating if you're a sports fan to see all the recent happenings and how this is all going to play out for the season.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt. And the next, the next big thing, I think, you know, and I use that term kind of loosely, but the next big thing is, you know, these veteran buyouts that are going to happen after these trades settle. And see who's available, who's out there, because I believe the Phoenix Suns with this whole thing. Obviously, this owner is not shy about spending money. So, salary cap and tax be damned, uh, you know, to to bring in some veterans that can fill the bill uh, of that. To we're talking about those those guys coming off the bench that can play those roles, that can play some defense, that can give them some time. Uh, and and this is going to be an attractive place, you know, guys that are either playing out the string and want to get that ring, or guys that are playing for the next contract and want to, want to make it a good look and have a deep run into the playoffs so they can get some games on tape and impress that next team. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what this roster looks like in the coming weeks once all that plays out as well.
1: No doubt, Mike. And a couple names to, to keep in mind, uh, John Wall, who's going to get bought out in Houston. You look at uh, Reggie Jackson out in with the Clippers. I think that those are going to be some fascinating guys that, that, where they land can be very, very interesting to see how they can influence uh, one team, another, as far as their depth and, and ability to make plays mm-hmm. and create their own shots and those type of things. So, yeah, there, there's still a lot of moving parts. And, and Russell Westbrook, you know, <laughs> will he stay in Utah or will he get bought out? I, I think he, he was fascinating in L.A. And and when he finally accepted the role coming off the bench, he was excelling. Like, and... and um, yes, that's a big number, $47 million. It's going to be prorated because most of the season has happened now. But, mm-hmm. man, where will he land? I, I think those three individuals could definitely uh, change some things as far as uh, predictions and, and forecast of uh, team's fate and, and where they land yeah. and, and how they're going to fit into their new new surroundings.
0: One other name I'll add to your list is keeping on Will Barton at the Wizards. Like, Here's a guy I think. You know he can come in and play some defense. He's a, like six, 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 seven. Doesn't mind playing defense on the wings, which is something that they need to to recapture. So, like I said, it'll be fascinating to watch these chips fall into place and and watch these rosters kind of take their final shape for that final stretch. That's going to do it for this segment of the podcast. Don't forget, as always, follow us on Twitter at training and Gross. I got to put a picture of the bosa Donuts out there that you bought the other day. I'm going to do that. I'll put that <laughs> I, at training Gross. Look, look for a picture of the donuts because that, that makes the podcast go around. Uh, but like we said at the outset, stick with us. There's more to come on this podcast. We get into the big game coming up on Sunday out of the stadium in Glendale. We talk about the trade deadline before the trade deadline. And then, of course, like you're used to with training gross, you get to hear pump the brakes as well as our dad joke. All that and more coming up on training gross.
2: They have a combined
3: 12 years in the National Football League. They combined for
0: 65 career sacks. 232 tackles, one Pro Bowl selection, and one Employee of the Month award. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over. It's Train and Gross on the All-AZ Podcast Network. Welcome in episode 96 of Train and Gross featuring Bertram Berry, Mike Gross,
3: Sean Crespin, Thanks for finding us this week. Yeah. Take our show on the road.
0: That's right. We allowed to say
3: that? We are, and I appreciate you guys doing so because it was me with the busy schedule that made it difficult, and you guys went above and beyond. Because not only did you travel across the entire Valley Grove. Got to see it. B-Train came through with the Bosa Donuts, which you guys hear us talk about an awful lot in this All show. Right. But it, it wasn't just regular apple fritters and this box is going to do it no justice because it's already half eaten mm, but, like, kill, but my man came it. through and gross you tell us where to put the camera because i can't see it But uh, right there i can see you it. can see right there yeah tilt it up apple look at fritters a- apple red fr- velvet and some and blueberry well we are at Bosa
0: donuts we are at the talking stick resort studio yeah mm at Bell Bank Park. Correct. Did I get that right? You got it 100%. That's a correct. mouthful for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, we are happy to be here. <laughs> Wonderful studio, beautiful setup here, Sean Crespin. Thank you, sir. And we're going to do this before I forget. Then we'll get into that. Okay. Episode 96. Okay. Cortez Kennedy. Yes. I'm with it. The late great Cortez
1: yeah, Kennedy. No doubt. Passed away at the age of 48. Mike, I've had seven teammates pass in my career. Only one made it to 40. Man. A bunch of them didn't even make it to 30, which is really sad. Yeah, And so anytime that you have late greats that are gone too soon, it, it, it always puts it in perspective. Yeah. We're people first. You yeah. think about the man, the myth, the legend, and, and the orb behind these great athletes and great players, but you also have to remember that nobody gets out of this thing unscathed. Yeah. And we're all human. We all go the same way.
0: Well, and, you know, obviously – as a fan, remember the greatness of Cortez Kennedy on the Man. field. But the cool thing, because I always look it up just to make sure I got it, and I usually get it right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I mess up, but I usually get it right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one picture that I saw of Cortez Kennedy with exactly what you were just talking about, B train, is the the picture of him hugging his Hall of Fame bust. Yeah, and the fact that he got to be alive to experience that because, yep. I you know I always and it's usually when you hear about like veterans committees or things like that where mm-hmm. they put. Guys, in that have already passed, and you're like, Man, you're putting him in now. I mean, I suppose it's great for the family. Yep. But if he was good enough to be in the Hall of Fame right now, honor him while
1: he's. Wouldn't still it be
0: nice to let him be alive and experience? Give his flowers. That,
1: right? Give give me my flowers. If you guys feel a certain way about me, yeah, give me my flowers yeah. before my untimely. So pass. that
0: that picture kind of caught my eye, touched me a little bit. No doubt. Thinking about Cortez Kennedy. So episode ninety six. Shout out to the great Seattle Seahawk and Miami Hurricane.
1: Rest in peace, brother.
0: All right. <clears throat> We got to do it. B train comes through, and regular listeners to this show, mm-hmm. people that follow us on Twitter at Train and Gross, mm-hmm. we will put on Twitter pictures of Bosa Donuts when we have it, <laughs> or whatever's <laughs> in that box, yeah. yes. from Bosa Donuts. Because yeah. sometimes we took,
1: never know what it is.
0: Well, I took a well, and this is interesting, and you're going to tell this story in a minute. But I've I've bought an Apple Fritters preview. We're we're good. We share the wealth, correct? But I've bought in Apple Fritters, and there's one particular Bosa Donuts. Where I go in and I say I'll take some apple fritters because that's the food of choice for training gross, and then she'll drop in some like donut holes mm, or some extras. Mm. Maybe she likes me, or maybe she's just trying to get rid of inventory at the end of the day. But either way, we'll it's it. always nice to have a little surprise on the no inside. No doubt about it. You know, a little appetizer for your apple fritter. That's right, man. But you walk into to Bosa Donuts and you lose all semblance of self control. Uh,
1: I want to say this for all the listeners out there, and I know you guys are going to feel me on this. I often feel like when I go into a Bosa Donuts, I feel like i got to go in there with the same mindset that I do when I go to Target. Yeah, You have to have a game plan. <laughs> you cannot go into these places without a game plan because you can find yourself in a dark, dark spot Yes, and doing things that you thought you would never do. Mm-hmm. Target is, to me, if I go into Target without a game plan, I already know it's 250 in the hole. I already know. Bosa Donuts, if I go in without a game plan, it's a dozen without even blinking.
0: What was it going to take for you to walk up to the counter at Bosa Donuts and simply say six apple fritters, please, and slide your money on the counter and then turn around? Like, you got to
1: have that. So what happened was I went in and I had the mindset. I was like, okay, just give me the six apple fritters and let me be out because I told her to get the small box. This is not the dozen box. So I had the game plan he did. to go in and just get the half dozen. Those, that's the right
3: first couple steps.
1: Right? right? Yep. But the apple fritters were right next to the red velvets and the blueberries. I couldn't help myself. I was like, are you kidding me? I didn't know they did you know, the red velvet.
3: You know, what I'm picturing you guys have seen Rush Hour 2 when uh, Chris Tucker and the doors open up and they're at the massage parlor and he's like, don't jump oh, in front oh, of a Don't oh, jump
1: in front of the buffet line, yeah. the black man let in the me, buffet let line. Let me get yeah. one, of that. Ooh, one of them, too. Yeah, and, and you, yeah, you, you got to come. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, what I
3: picture right now, B-train at Bosa That's donut. like that Mike Tyson that line, 20, everybody's
1: 20. got a plan. <laughs> to yeah. You, yeah. You, you know that emoji where it's got like the two hearts for the eyes? <laughs> I, I looked at him and I was like, put them in there, put them in there. <laughs> I was mad, you know. it's like, ah, oh, damn it, put them in there. I don't care. She's like, is everything all right, sir? Not just put them in just the box. Just put them in there. Don't say nothing. You <laughs> I, got me. What do I owe you? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you don't even worry about it. Like, when you get good stuff like that. Yeah. The price don't even matter. It's quality, man. And and there are, like, they are on the pay They
0: should be paying us right now for this. <laughs> but it's true. There are Bosa Donuts in every corner of the valley. Like, you go to the far west side up by Sun City, yes. Bosa Donuts. Yes. Central Phoenix where I Bosa shop, Donuts. Bosa Donuts. <laughs> East Valley where you are, Bosa, Bosa Donuts. Donuts. You could go in and buy exactly what you bought wherever you were in Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And go to the one in, in Central Phoenix. That's
1: right. Well, the same one thing. in Sun City and it's going to be
3: the same. Higley Road. That's my that's my hometown. That's my home. That's, that's your too. home base. Yeah, it's my home. I mean, so there's
1: too. one on Higley, and mm-hmm. then there's one on Val Vista. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they take your pick. Like right past Higley Val Vista and Williamsfield and, and Elliot. Yeah, yep. that one. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: we got we, we got to edit this out. We're going to tell them what we're going to do. Clip it. Send care. it to him.
1: Clip it and send it to him. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, hey, remember, you and I were on the radio. Darnell Dockett trying to get get a
1: contract. Pay the man.
0: And they were stringing it along, stringing it along.
1: Hashtag Pay to Man.
0: Hashtag Pay. Pay nine zero, I think, is what. Oh yeah, it. pay nine zero. Pay yeah. nine zero. We'll send that to both donuts and say,
1: yeah. Listen to this. Donuts.
3: Right on. on the other side. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Full segment.
1: But, I mean, really, like, between Bosa Donuts and Target, they are two of the uh, most guilty pleasure places you you'll ever go. Uh,
3: there's, everybody's got a few items that gets them every time. So you said it's, if you go in with up, without a game plan, it's going to be 250 regardless in Target. Absolutely. What are some of the items that get you every time?
1: Candles, trail, uh, I trail
3: I mix. I was going to guess the candles because we see that all the time. We see the candles and all the, the, the time. And the trail mix. We see the trail mix at, at train station.
1: Candles, trail mix. Yeah. Uh, uh, toiletries that you didn't think you needed you gotta get them but you gotta they, get them they just they because you're quick, there
0: so yeah. you didn't think you need them but you bought them so that didn't mean you well, needed them you uh, wanted them.
3: but i know a lot of times you don't know if you're if you're out or not at the house so you say i might as well since i'm here i'm gonna give me those
1: and see i have the 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 double responsibility because remember i take showers at, at my building oh that's right that's true so yeah. I, I don't know if i'm out either way mm-hmm. you know i always got to make sure you clean you know you, you, you got you know. You got to maintain, you know, the hygiene. You know, you you can't just be half stepping on the hygiene. Mm-hmm. So, if you have too much deodorant, is that ever a bad no, thing? Never a, a bad thing. thing too yeah. much toothpaste, is nope. that a bad thing? So, go soap. Back, mm-hmm. Go
0: back to the beginning of the whole COVID thing, pandemic. Too much toilet paper. Oh gosh. yeah, never a bad thing.
1: No. Yeah, I
3: mean, I still can't believe that was a chapter in our lives. People <laughs> fighting over toilet paper. Well, was it mean, was a legitimate chapter in our lives?
1: But my thing was, how much do people think they were going to eat? Yeah, yeah like right. in order to use that, right. to, that <laughs> toilet paper. Like. Yeah, exactly.
0: Or oh, the flip side, because I used to do investments, the flip side is, you know, people were running the price up, kind of like, uh, oh, of course. You know, and now, you know, everybody's stockpiled. So they're not, then I'm sure like Charmin and those companies are like, well, why aren't we selling this stuff? Yeah.
3: So when we were at, here's a story, we were at ASU, uh, COVID was, was kind I'm of, full of around, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had a hand sanitizer bottle sitting on the scorer's table. And Kyle Dodd, the color analyst, I'm throwing him under the bus here completely, uh, jokingly grabbed it and goes, oh, I got four kids. I could use this. <laughs> a week later, that damn thing was probably worth $150 because it was the large one and you couldn't wow. find it anywhere. And he's like, man, I've walked out with gold. But wow. what
1: a weird, weird chapter so weird. in our lives. Weird so times. weird. But, you know, Target is that, that store. And I know there's a lot of people out there that feel me.
3: I think everybody does. Yeah,
1: because, it, it, again, you, you can you can drop 250 and not even blink in mm-hmm. and. It, and you feel like you've accomplished something, but you really hadn't done anything but overspend. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. When
3: well, you had to have that extra storage bin, you didn't know if you needed it. Of course. I do that. Or the towels. You or the, know, to- the, the towels. The, 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 and the bath towels. The towels get me all the time. Yeah, but, all the time. Yeah, what the towels yeah. you got in your house. Well, but you know, everyone, you need to freshen those up. I mean, you yeah. only wash them. What is them. the
0: life cycle of a, of a towel? You can
3: only the- wash them so many times, and then right. all of a sudden you start to realize, hey, this ain't as fresh as it used to be. A
1: bath towel a year. Give okay. A, a full solid year. Between washing, drying off, and being stuck at the bottom of a pile mm-hmm. of dirty clothes, twelve months you get about 12 months. Mm-hmm.
3: You know what else gives me a Target? They've got these blankets that I, I they're really nice and the soft. The weighted ones?
1: Yes. The weighted blankets. Man. Yes. I got one. I get
3: them for me and I get them for the dogs too. Yeah. Throw it on the dog bed, you know, so it's nice oh, and the soft them. Oh, the dogs form. love them. Yeah.
1: They
0: love them.
3: But they get me all the time. Damn oh you, Target. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This segment brought to you by Bosa Donuts and Target. And Target, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Is 100%. there anything
3: else going on <laughs> that we're supposed
0: to be talking uh, 100%. about? 100%. Uh, I looked it up. I, I guess we should talk about uh, there's this thing going on called Super Bowl LVII. Mm.
1: Super Bowl. 57. 57. Which was my first number in the NFL, by the way. When I, was I don't drafted, think I knew that. When I, I was drafted pictures, by man. the Colts.
0: Because yeah. you wore 13 at Notre Dame. 60 and 13. 16, then 13? 60, 60, and, and 13. And 13. And, and then, then
1: 57.
0: You get, you get to the Colts and you couldn't wear 13. Nope. Linebackers had to have 50.
1: Yeah. It was – everything was regulated in, in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, and then mm. I think all hell broke loose About what, 2014, 2015. Yeah. They trying to
3: have you on the offensive line? What are they doing? What? Chris, Chris, 60.
1: Shout out to Chris Matlock. Chris Matlock always wanted to send messages to the freshmen, mm. no matter what the position, and he always wanted to let you know that you are a freshman and you're going to wear this number, and and I was like, all right, I'm going to make it hot, though. He's like, all right, whatever. Whatever, freshman. Yeah. Wound up starting, finished number two in the country. I was like, I told you I was going to make it hot. Take that. Take that with you. Now give me number 13. (laughs) Now give me number 13, because, you know, this number sucks. I look like a <clears throat> like a filled donut thing, man. <laughs> like a bosa donut <laughs> yeah i look like a like yeah the filled one like filled with cream
0: sunday afternoon the stadium in glendale the chiefs the eagles they're, they're all in town the, yeah. the fans are in town it's crazy traffic in town yeah with the golf tournament and uh, and the big game at the stadium
1: are you going to partake
0: in anything are you going to go any parties i'm working sunday i mean but in the week. leading
3: up to it i mean there's a lot
0: going on no no, I'm not doing. Julia, not doing Julia, my daughter's going downtown to the, the uh, footprint center. They got some, uh, con- I think Friday night she's going down. Yeah. I I, I don't want to deal with the crowd. I'm going to sound like that old guy. I don't want to deal with the crowd. Yeah. yeah. You know like, what? It's, it's insane. You look at what's going on and, mm-hmm. you know, all these things like, you know, going to Gronk's beach party. Like, no, I,
3: I'm yeah. just not y- for me. You know what's weird? Uh, and I've been lucky enough, I'm not complaining at all, but I've been lucky enough to, to travel to cover su- Super Bowl many times. Mm hmm. For whatever reason, when it's here, I have zero desire to partake in any of those parties you guys are talking about. But then, when you're out and you're you're traveling to it, you almost feel like you want to be involved you're in, in everything. Mindset. It's it's yeah. com- it's a you're, completely you're different like mindset. You're on vacation. Yeah, here when it's here in our home in our backyard,
2: it is. Those I want nothing work. to do with it. I don't yeah. want
3: to go to Sky Still to the golf tournament. I have no interest oh in going God.
0: west. Well, we all know that because when we were doing the radio show, and you for many many years doing yeah. the radio show, we used to do our radio show. From the golf tournament oh, in Scottsdale, man. and, and the, all the people, that the people, be and in. the parking, man. and the traffic. Yeah. And I the... did a
3: morning show out Ooh. there where they opened up the expo tent early for us, Brule. and we froze our you know what off. Wow, out there, and then you'd see this the morning, mad this ru- the people that mad rush that place. They line up. I think it's like six a.m. and they just bum rush the expo tent and haul it to whatever hole they want to get to. It's crazy. People, people tripping in, over each other out, man. It's it's wild.
1: A, it's amazing. What's the over under in attendance on Saturday? 25,000? 50,000? Oh, no.
0: Hundreds of thousands. Yeah, I'm trying to Hundreds think. Hundreds of thousands paying. on Saturday. Oh, yeah. In one place. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Minuch tells a great story. I was living it with Manooch, but he tells a, our good friend Dan Manooch, the quarterback mm-hmm. whisperer. We were doing the afternoon show out there one day, and the show went till six o'clock, but this time of year it gets dark, so mm-hmm. people are leaving the golf course around 4 know five o'clock. And there was this group of people that were leaving, two men, two women, uh-huh. clearly had been enjoying themselves at the tournament, mm. imbibing, mm-hmm. and they were coming mm-hmm. out, and you could just tell. You could see them coming. Yeah, it was a vibe. And one guy goes, hey, they're doing a radio show over there. And so they they stumble their way over those. <laughs> I'm talking about whatever Mnuchin and I are talking about at the time, football, I'm sure, something like that. Right. And, you know, you, you're sitting there staring out. You see the people coming, and this woman lifts her shirt and flashes us. Wow. Mid-show. Like, she wow. just – she flashed, laughed, walked away. And uh, Manuch tells the story, and he's like, you didn't skip a beat. Yeah. You did not stop whatever you were talking about. I mean, I Mike, like, you're a professional,
1: pro- man. It was the best thing you have seen all day. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> man. I well, couldn't I, help it. it I, I like guess good. that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> we always <laughs> got
3: to
0: these gentlemen. About, well, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. I'm out of here. Man. That feels like we've only been doing this for about 20 minutes. Yeah.
1: But, you know, the thing about this is when I when I look at this game, the thing that intrigues me about the game, like I don't want to go out in public either. I'm with you. I don't want to partake. You, you guys, we're, we're all grumpy old men to some degree. But the thing that intrigues me about the game is there's so many underlying stories. Mm-hmm. There's so many back page stories. You've got brothers for the first time. You've got Andy Reid against his former team. Yep. You've got... Two black quarterbacks for the first time in NFL history playing for a Super Bowl. You it, it, it there's so many different storylines that you can run with. You've got two quarterbacks with contrasting styles. One guy is a gunslinger. He's one of those those throwback Brett Favre type of guys, take chances, mm-hmm. and then you got the cool, calm, and collected button up Jalen Hurts who it does everything unconventional and, and still they arrive at the same point. I think it's fascinating to see these two different styles colli- collide here for for all the marbles and and I think we talked about this last week, but I just got to say if you're if you're Lamar Jackson, you are rooting like mm-hmm. crazy, yeah, like crazy for Jalen Hurts Big because time. you know if this style of play gets to a championship. His value is going to go through the roof because that's the one knock they have right now
3: on a on a uh, Lamar Jackson is that no no quote unquote running quarterback who you know is is basically fifty fifty in terms of mm-hmm. you know t- taking off with his legs or throwing the you know throwing the, throwing the football has ever won a title mm-hmm. you know you can point to some guys who can move Patrick Mahomes can do it but is he does a lot he wants behind, to throw the ball mostly from behind the line of scrimmage he you know the Steve Youngs them. of the world have done it a guy can that can run the football um, but nobody who's been considered a true dual threat running the football as much as as Hurts does it or Lamar Jackson has ever won a title that's the one knock on on Look, his style of play you're 100% right you're 100% right but i i,
0: I dis, not disagree with you but i what the hell are the ravens thinking anyways like you, you need jalen oh, they're Hur- nuts. no but i'm saying you need jalen hurts to win a super bowl to prove how how valuable Lamar Jackson? No, but you?
3: You know, but Lamar Jackson's camp no, I, going to the I negotiating table needs it. Bro, no, yeah. I get
0: that because the Ravens have been so pig-headed about mm-hmm. this. This the, We we talked about this going into the last season, Yeah, that there's no reason it ever should have got to this point.
1: Well, Mike, it's, it's, it's an ideal, and I think there's a lot of outside pressure outside of Baltimore for the Ravens owner to hold the line because – you're talking. Everybody knows what this is about. This is about Deshaun Watson's contract. Absolutely. This is about a fully guaranteed number that's way out there that nobody really wants to commit that much to fully.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The the numbers are going to be, you know, two hundred and thirty. That that's not a number that's gonna that's gonna wire wow you because we see Patrick Mahomes. I think he's about double that. He is. Yeah. And so that that's not the key. The key is fully guaranteed yep. two hundred and thirty. Plus, because I I look at Lamar Jackson, there's nothing about his game and nothing about his personal life that says he shouldn't get whatever Deshaun Watson got plus Plus. some. Because he's a better quarterback, he's a more accomplished quarterback, he's done more in the NFL than Deshaun Watson. There's nothing to really talk about. The only sticking point is fully guaranteed. And we saw this with Kirk Cousins, a guy that, was able to get that because of his situation being a fourth-round pick and then hitting uh, uh, to, to be a, a, a restricted free agent and all that kind of stuff and being franchise tagged for two years and then finally hitting and betting on himself. I just look at him and say, why would you play a game with this guy? You've built your entire system. you built your entire organization mm-hmm. around Lamar Jackson, and why would you play chicken That's what I don't with understand. this guy?
0: Yeah, you know, they're talk about the you know already, and and I know at this point it's all it's all back and forth, right? Every, yeah. everybody's trying to get leverage on everybody. Yeah. But you know they're talking about already about like, oh, what if we you know you just use the tag on him again next year? Like, at some point you don't want to do that. At some point, you got to take care of this man. You don't. Do you got to take care of this man at some point. It, yeah. Um, going back to the game, uh, number one versus number one, I think is is you know it's fascinating. It's right? fascinating because, you know. Going back and and we won't rehash it in a negative way the way Sean did last time. But when you guys went as a number four seed, <laughs> you know, not having, you know, you know that that was yeah. it was interesting. It was like yep. a weird twist. But to have the two yep. best teams, yep. and I think when you take a, st- a step back and look at it, and Sean uses a phrase: if you tell the story about yep. whatever you're trying to say, if you tell the story about 2023, mm-hmm. right, or for 2022, the, 2022 season into 2020, right, for the most part, you you look at that and say, you know what. In retrospect, like it changed week to week. It was a collision course. These two teams were on a collision course. That's right, right, and 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 you you know the fans are going to get what they want. Las Vegas says that's what they want because this thing opened up. Kansas City is a, I think it opened up as a two point favorite. Immediately flipped to Philadelphia, and now it's back to Kansas City at one or one and a half. And you know, take that for whatever it's worth because it doesn't matter once they hit the field. But just in an interest in where the fans see this, like it hasn't deviated, you know one way or another or they yeah. didn't bring it in at plus six or yeah. plus seven like yeah. if it would have been a four one matchup or something like that. So you look at this and this is this is it. The two best are getting ready to do their thing Sunday.
1: And I think, you know, take take your fandom away from, yep. from I can being do it when we're Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you, no, you start can. looking at this Ooh, game, it's hard to see a scenario where you f- you don't feel good about whoever wins. Whichever team wins this Super Bowl, you can say some good things about either team. And I know obviously with, with being a Raider fan, there's there's very little good Kansas to say City, about the yeah, Kansas uh-huh. City. But as a as just a fan of the game, yes. you can appreciate what we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes, where he is in this space. I'm gonna say this again. And cause I, I I still can't believe this every time I say this. Patrick Mahomes has been a starter in the NFL for five years seasons he has never I repeat never failed to reach the AFC championship game nor has he failed to host Host it the AFC championship game when you think about the start of a career even more than Tom Brady now Tom Brady had the two and three rings in four years that's impressive but my gosh to host five straight and to be an MVP, a Super Bowl champion, a Super Bowl MVP along the way, I don't know what else we can say about Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I think for him, if he gets this one, he gets to put himself in a much different category of all-time greats. If he were to retire today, he'd be he, in the Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer,
3: 100%. 100%, 100%. Already? 100%. five years? Yeah. he's you. I don't know how you would keep him out. Because he's going to be point. MVP
1: this year. He's going to be he the will MVP. Be. He should this be.
3: Year. Yep. He should be MVP. And you're right. Listen. Over
1: Jalen. Over Jalen Hurts.
3: Yeah. Because he missed the game. Missed the games.
1: Yep. But, so that's two MVPs, three trips to the Super Bowl. You already got a win, and you've got a Super Bowl MVP yeah. to your credit. Right. And, and, you know, and I think he gets
3: it over Jalen Hurts, not only because Jalen missed some games, but on top of that, do you remember what the narrative was to start the year?
1: What are you going to do without Tyreek well, Hill? no Tyreek
3: yeah. Hill, this team's taking a step back. Those yeah. Chargers, those Raiders, those Broncos. Oh, look what they're. Do- no, they just went out and got the one. Seat they got better and punched their ticket to the. Seat. They got. I think. I agree. They. Got I, agree. I, I agree. I agree. Got, got better. He did.
1: That, that's the scary part. He had to get better because yeah. now you didn't have that home run shot all the way down the field. If, if all else fell, you just you know sit back and and chuck it as far as you can, and you know ten the cheetah's is going to catch it. Yeah. Now he had to find one Travis Kelsey, and he had to make. Synergy with some some newly acquired uh, talent, some yeah. rookies out of the backfield, some guys that came from other teams. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, there's so many different guys. It, this has been that referendum on when a guy has to step his game up. Can he do it? And Patrick not only did it, he did it in style.
0: And they do it as a as a you know a cohesive unit. The coach. Yes. The player. Yes. And the front office, you know, you talk about you, you lose due to free agency. You know, I was thinking about, and we were talking about this elsewhere. Uh, when you think about guys that have come in, a guy like Isaiah Pacheco, like Ricky, you found a guy from Rutgers of all places. And somebody on the radio said or TV said something like, when he when he runs with the ball, he's running like that's the last chance he's ever going to get. You know, he's running like a guy from Rutgers who knows that you're not from Alabama, you're not from USC. But man, look at what he gives to that offense—a rookie, like sixth or
3: seventh round rookie. They have a ton. Here's what's disappointing: if you're somebody hoping your team can get over the Kansas City Chiefs hump, on both sides of the ball, they have a ton of young talent. Which is a ton of young talent. That's having to play. That's having to play and contributing. Had to play last week in the AFC Championship game and make an impact, and they did. Defensive backs, wide receivers, running back. Yep. It, it's ridiculous. Well, and it's important from
0: obviously what you see on the field, but you as as a if you're going to maintain mm-hmm. as a, a franchise in this current structure, you've got to be able to bring in run young talent that can play because they're cheaper. You it's you got to you got to do that because you can't have a bunch of highly paid veterans on and make up your fifty three man roster. You just can't,
1: Mike. I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to take it to the next level. This is also a a referendum on drafting to fit your system absolutely not only do you find talent but you find talent that fits your system remember when when Tyreek Hill was drafted nobody knew who the hell Tyreek Hill was he was a guy that just could run really fast nobody knew that he would turn into the cheetah and become this guy but the way that his skill set fit Andy Reid's system and what they needed from those particular players and how they've drafted over the, the the course of Patrick Mahomes first five years they've drafted guys that fit their skill set. It wasn't necessarily the best player, but it was guys that fit what they wanted them to do. And I think for a lot of teams around the NFL, they could take a page from Andy Reid and and the, the front office of the Kansas City Chiefs and don't just get a name. Get a guy that actually fits your system and it's going to allow him to be in position to go out there and, and be very successful throughout the course of if, his career. And
3: if we're talking about uh, you know, things maybe you underappreciate about the Kansas City Chiefs at times, and, and you're talking about Coach Reed, their red zone package offensively is like it's, something it's I've impossible. never seen before. It's impossible to stop. There's so many moving parts. They give you so much eye candy, so much motion. This, that, and the but other. It's one guy, and it's unbelievable.
0: Improv- <laughs> imp- Improvises <laughs> improvisation that you see from
3: that one guy it's unbelievable it's, but it's a microcosm to your point in the red zone it's the speed just, and the and the tight end and the quarterback's ability to do what you're talking about it to do allows, whatever he wants it allows him to be the mad scientist and draw up all kinds of crazy stuff that other teams can't seem to pull off they yeah. try to but they can't seem to pull off their red zone package stupid but
1: th- but just think about this though think think about the major players on the kansas city chiefs offense and defense you got Patrick Mahomes. Was Patrick Mahomes considered the top quarterback in that draft?
3: No. No. I mean, hell, the 49ers traded up in that draft and took Mitch Trubisky.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey was a guy that was kicked out of Cincinnati. His yeah. brother had to go in and fight for him, a guy that was a converted quarterback. Now he, you, you talk about Travis Kelsey. He's one of the best players in all of football. All of football. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think about on the defensive side. You, th- you think about you think about Jones. Think about Chris Jones. Chris Jones wasn't a name coming out of college. I mean, obviously he could play and he had some talent, but you didn't think of him as a can't-miss guy and a guy that you had to have as a top-five pick. He wasn't that guy, but he fit what they wanted to do. And once a guy is able to blossom and flourish in a system that's made for his skill set, that's when you get that true magic. So I, I, I just think for a lot of teams around the NFL – don't necessarily go for the big-name guys from the big-name schools. Find the guys that actually fit what you're trying to get done and let them go out there and do their thing.
0: Well, and, and you, you – again, you've got a coach, you've got the players, and you got a front office. Their general manager's been – he's only worked at – stop me if you've heard this before – the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. How about that? Like he started as an intern with the Eagles. Now he's a general manager. And he's got that relationship with the head coach, to your point, mm-hmm. the ability to go out and find players, but find players that fit what they want to do, yes, fit their system. And That's they, right. hey, I don't mean to make it sound like it's a system thing, but mm-hmm. fits what they're trying to do. That's right. And that shows where you've got to have from the top down, you've got to be in sync with each other. You talk about teamwork and chemistry on the field, clearly important, but it's more than that.
1: Absolutely. It's more than that. Absolutely. It except starts for, from the top and it just trickles all the way down. Except for Andy
0: Reid's uh, – Airplane commercial with the wow. mustache, like. Wow. Yeah. Real quickly before we drop out of here, uh, how cool is Mrs. Kelsey bringing in the, the wow. Tupperware, chocolate chip cookies to
1: her boys? Did you? But did you hear her on the podcast though? No. Talking about how, she had hoped Travis, because Travis is the younger, Jason is the older brother, right. but Travis is the younger brother. She said she had hoped that he would be he was a girl, but she said. She said, and I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing. She's like, well, you know, I I did kind of get a girl because he's a he's a fashionista, <laughs> he's kind of a diva. So <laughs> I got a girl in in respect because he's a guy that he he kind of behaves like a girl at times as far as his dress mom and all that type of stuff. And so I know now. Where Travis gets his personality from? Exactly. It is one hundred percent mom.
0: You can tell. There's no doubt. She's about not it. afraid of this moment.
1: She is living her best yeah, life she's right not,
0: now. What is it? She's not a reluctant celebrity. Either. No,
1: she is living her best life. It, it it, good for them. Good for the Kelsey family, and 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 good for Jason to stick up for his brother way back when. Way back when. Who knew that it would turn out as beautifully as it has? But I, you know, that's what brothers do for each other. Absolutely.
0: All right, we'll step aside here uh, on the other side after we eat some more donuts. We're going to get into the NBA. Suns have a new owner trade deadline upon us. Big trades already happen. That's coming up on Train and Gross. Yeah. Train and Gross. Welcome back Train and Gross. We're uh, we're on the road this week. We're at the Talking Stick Resort Studio. Nice. What city are we in? Uh,
3: This is technically Mesa.
0: This is Mesa? Yeah. Seems, Seems a lot further... Mesa. Damn near Queen Creek, though. It is.
3: And it's damn near Gilbert. Like, yeah. on the other side of the airport that's just west of us is where I live. It's like and, one street. And that's Gilbert. It's like and a then three, this is Mesa. 3 street. Queen Creek's right here. Yeah. It's just all over the place. It's a home game for you. It is. Five yeah. minutes from my house. Nice. Yeah. All right. You gotta love it. Uh, NBA.
0: Man. All, all places we could go. All over the place we could go with uh, coming up. We got the trade deadline coming up. All-star game coming up. All-star game coming up. Uh, Phoenix Suns have a new owner. That's a done deal. Mm. I think we start what we were talking about during the break. Yeah. Last night, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. uh, February 8th. So, February 7th, LeBron James passed the great Kareem Abdul Jabbar to become the all time leading scorer in the National Basketball Association. And um, whatever else you think about LeBron, people have opinions. Yeah. Uh, And I get sports talk radio, and and we're going to do this a little bit, but, you know, the story last night, you know, immediately, well, who's the greatest? Like, mm. we can stop with that. Let the man have his moment. Have his moment. You know, because when you look at, at what it means to be the all time leading scorer in this league, mm-hmm. and if you look at his numbers, he's going to lead, he's going to leave the league as the well, all time leader. Well, and the leader in assist as well, right? Possibly, so he, yeah. he, he will walk away with both of those. So man. let the man have his night. You, 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 you look at it, what it means. He's a hell of a player. Uh, coupled with a guy who's stayed relatively healthy so longevity's yeah. part of it yes he's won championships. 20 years he's won championships
1: never quit never never stopped playing ne- he plays hard every night right but i mean he never no, no. He never took time yeah, never off. took
0: uh, i got you never took a break but yeah you, you've never questioned his effort no never and then the other thing that, that people get hung up on you know in, in with the nba which i think is unfair but you never if you, you don't hear about leBron like unless he wants you to like he's not there's no issues. There's no problem. There's no, no trouble. No. Like, you know, you look at him as a family, as kids. Like, it's... it.
1: Akron. You should aspire to be... Absolutely. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. He, he, Mike, he's the. He's one of the few athletes that actually exceeded the expectations. Yeah. A guy that was being telecast in high school, his games, and nicknamed the chosen one, King James. Yeah. And he exceeded all of that, Mike. Yeah. I, I, I think you have to tip your cap to a guy yeah. like that and somehow maintained... His, his credibility as a man didn't yeah. put himself in compromising situations at, at all. all. There have been a few things that he may have said or tweeted that may have ruffled some feathers, but that's just subjective. That's just people's opinion. Yeah. And, you know, opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody got one most of the time they stink. So I just look at it and I say, for LeBron, he has played his career as beautifully as any professional athlete that I can remember in recent history.
0: No, I, I can't disagree with that. You know, I've never been – a fan of a team that he's been on not that I don't like LeBron but it's just yep. you know rooting interest whatever yep. but you have to sit back and appreciate you have to appreciate what he's done yes and you know at the end of this i mean you you play for records you play for championships correct the numbers are you 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 you, you can't dispute it yep. i mean and you know i thought the lakers for the most part and we got a little little asterisk to that you know kareem was there yeah it was a nice moment they Magic stopped was there. they they stopped it with what, like seven seconds left to go in the third? Commissioner was there, yeah. Commissioner was there. It was just, it was a nice moment, mm-hmm. celebration. Yep. And uh, everybody seemed to enjoy themselves.
1: Except for one Anthony Davis. But, you know, that's a story for another day. And then I think, Mike, when I hear, when I see that footage, it's one thing to try to get a rest. Yeah. Because I know that he had just dived for a ball and maybe he was a little nicked or whatever. But, but still, you stand up for that one. Mike, get your ass up. Get your ass. What? Get your ass up. No, you, that, that's how you say it because that, that doesn't happen every day. Mike, it had been 38 years since you had seen a new scoring champion in the NBA. Kareem Abdul Jabbar held that record for 38 years. Incredible. Oh, by the way, he, he set that record seven months before LeBron James was born. And here comes LeBron James 1,400 games later, or 1,400, 1400 yeah. And, and, a guy that has done everything that has been asked of him to do, mm-hmm. uh, he's done it the right way, he's been smart with his money, he's been uh, philanthropic with his money, uh, he's been good with his brand, there's nothing that you can say bad about his brand, his family is, is all well intact, They're, his mom is right there, wife is right there, three kids are there, he's a family guy, he's always there at his son's games when he can be. Mike, there you can't really point to anything but even with that, I still got to say MJ is still the best to me. Yeah,
0: and I mean that—that's what makes sports great because you can have those conversations. It's a healthy debate. It's a healthy debate. But to, you know, my point was the worldwide leader had to do that last night. Like yeah. for for a, for at least a night, let it be his night. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like you know, um,
1: I I wasn't sure but, if he was going to do it last night. I thought maybe he would wait to Milwaukee because they play Milwaukee. And if you do remember, once upon a time, Lou Alcindor, Lou Alcindor, a la Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks, won a championship there with the Big O. So it it would have been some synergy in that respect. And Giannis was there, you know, Mm -hmm. to do that against Giannis Antetokounmpo, a guy that is basically coming for his crown, the heir apparent. The heir apparent. I mean, and and he's coming with a full head of steam, kind of like how LeBron did it in in his time, uh, setting his name forth. But I just I look at last night and it was almost the perfect night. But yeah. if you're the Lakers, come on, man, you 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 got to give your boy more effort than what you gave him. Lose to Oklahoma City during Oklahoma, that whole thing. I mean, Oklahoma City is a better team, but Mike, they had guys out. That was not a full team right. for Oklahoma City, and they, Mike, it, it was defense optional. Yeah. The, I mean, the amount of layups and and just the O lay, just just the 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 the. VIP service to the rim that both teams were giving each other. I mean, mm. there was no hesitation. There was no, uh, there was no type of resistance towards the rim. There was 200 points scored in
3: the first three quarters. I, uh, 200
1: points scored in the first
3: three quarters of that
1: game. I mean, w- w- wild. I I love points, and I love to see the ball go in the hole. But when you see it go in, looking like a Friday practice, or you're doing three on two drills, mm. I, it, it 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 did lose a little something, and. Mm. LeBron did everything that he was supposed to do because he came out with that, that killer mentality. He wanted to go and get it. And, Mike, he ran out of gas, and his boys couldn't help him.
0: Didn't help him. Interesting. Talk about all-time leading score in the NBA. That record was broken last night. That stood for 38 years. 38 years. The NCAA all-time scoring record is probably going to be broken this year. Wow. Uh, remember Mike Davis, the coach, Indiana? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His kid. Uh, he coaches his kid at Detroit now. Okay. And uh, he's about ready to break Pistol Pete Maravich's wow. all-time scoring record. Wow. So two two records like that go that stood a long time uh, likely go down in the same season.
1: Isn't it interesting when we talk about all-time greats and how they're celebrated? Think about this. Think about the logos for these two sports. Talk about a contrast in style. The NFL... Has a shield. Mm-hmm. The NBA has a player. So when you start looking at who gets the yeah. who gets the emphasis, the NBA is always about the individual. Mm-hmm. The LeBron James, the Michael Jordan, the Magic Johnson, Johnson, you know Bird and Johnson, and everybody was kind of worried who was going to carry the torch. Kobe and Shaq for a while, and and uh, you know the 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 bad boys kind of interrupted that for a little bit, and then. Detroit came back in 4 and kind of interrupted it yet again. Yeah. But did, you, you've seen since 2003, it's been LeBron James' show for the most part. He's either played in the – he's either won four or he's lost six. And all along the way, you've known that he's been a major player in the playoffs and, and who was going to win a title for the last 20 years. Yeah. He's he's had a, a direct hand and who was going to have that that opportunity. And I don't think there's any one person in the NFL that you can look at and say that guy was the difference for 10 to 15 years. You could say Brady to an extent, but everybody knows that it was a collective team. Yeah. It was the shield. It, was it the, has to be, yeah. It was the, it was the mm. we instead of me. Yep. And you have two different styles, but I think they both – work in in the in the american public no i think
0: you're right and, and you look at what the nba is and how it's it's become so popular and they they did that by celebrating those individual that's superstars correct. that's correct go, you just went go all the way back to magic and, 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 and larry yeah doing mcdonald's commercial, whatever all the way through right they figured that out that that was going to be the way that they would all prosper they would all make money yeah right started in you, 1979 and college championship back when right Unlike game. the NFL, to your point, they, they no. don't celebrate individual players the no. way they do. Sometimes that people well, they got the helmet and it's harder, but no. you know, they just make whatever it if they want. It's, it's to. different if they the wanted way they to, do they it. Could. Right. Yes. And that's absolutely right. All right, locally, mm. big news in town. Mm. Robert Sarver is officially we knew he was going, but he's officially out. Mm. Well, the new owner was introduced at a press conference today, and understand that the NBA did him a little solid, wanted to fast track this thing so he could get in. And uh, get some deals hopefully done before the trade deadline, which again, we're recording this on the 8th. The trade deadline is tomorrow afternoon, Phoenix time. Yep. But Matt Ishbia, ish, ish, how does he say it? Ishbia? Close enough. Ish, yeah, be. we'll mm-hmm. go with it. Former Michigan State Spartan played yep. for Tom Izzo. Yep. Ishbia, all of that. We'll just play with, uh, get to it again. But, yeah. uh, you know, said all the right things, did all the right things, backtracked from hiring Isaiah Thomas. Mm uh, <laughs> But yeah. he is announced, and he's in, and, and presumably hunkered in with James Jones, yeah. trying to figure out what they got to do between now and tomorrow afternoon, uh, at the very least, to get rid of Jay Crowder. But hopefully, uh, do a few more things to uh, right the ship before the uh, the postseason starts.
1: And I think it was good to see Devin Booker back out on the yep. court last night, and mm-hmm. for him to uh, have the impact that he did last night. I mean, it, it, it the Suns are better when they're healthy. And the one thing that we haven't seen this team in the last two years, really, since they yeah. got to the finals, yeah. they haven't been a healthy unit. And yeah. they have the same style of coach. You know, I don't think Monty has changed his style at all, but I don't think he's had the same weapons available to him on a regular basis.
0: No, no doubt. And I, I heard this on talk radio coming in that this lineup, the starting lineup, their preferred starting lineup, mm-hmm. they had it for six games at the start of the season before the injury started. Yeah. And so you look at uh, early November – to early February till you get that starting lineup back. Jeez, that's right? crazy. And credit to everybody else to, you know, kind of a little bit of a rough spot where they dipped a little bit, but mm-hmm. they held it together, went 8-2 yeah. in their last 10, yep. awaiting the return of Devin Booker, yep. and, you know, here you are. I mean, you, you've got a team that's right there in the thick of it, and I've maintained, and I know we've talked about this, you know, when you think about where this team literally and figuratively broke down a year ago, Yeah. You know, it was late in the season where your older guys, Chris Paul, Mm -hmm. got tired, Mm -hmm. and so you you look at where they were a couple weeks ago. You don't want any part of that play-in round if you're the Suns. You need Chris Paul having that extra, assuming Chris Paul is still Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. You want Chris Paul as healthy and rested as possible. You want to have then you want to so you want to be six or higher, and then ideally you figure out a way to get home court advantage of the first round. I don't know that you're catching Denver or Memphis, but. Stay out of that play this round.
1: Mike, I don't I don't look at the Western Conference this year and I don't see a clear cut winner other than Denver. Let, you could put Denver to the side and okay. say they're the most complete team in the Western Conference. Agreed. And they are if they get home field advantage, they're going to almost assuredly be a lock to get to the Western mm-hmm. Conference finals. What about Dallas now? No. So
3: well, I think if they can make that work, because you got two ball dominant players there, how you know how's that going to work? So, kind of thing?
1: so I I was listening to Draymond Green and a guy that is as polarizing as Draymond, but but Draymond at times is really insightful, Mike. He he says some things that that really gives you insight and and a different perspective. And and he talked about how that is a nightmare for them, for the Golden State Warriors in particular, because. These are two guys that can create their own shots. Mm -hmm. They're two guys that don't necessarily have to uh, rely on other guys to get themselves going. They're self-motivated. If you've got one guy in Luka, you know you can just let him go crazy and eventually he's going to wear down, which he's done. The last two, three years, as far as the postseason is concerned, he gets it to a point, but Mikey runs out of gas. Now you've got a guy that – and Kyrie Irvin, who had his issues with sure. the Brooklyn Nets and had some things to say about the Brooklyn Nets on his way out the door. He he gives Luka the opportunity to go to the bench and rest. Yeah. And 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 not lose any kind of offensive cohesion that has been built up during the course of said game.
0: I heard somebody from Dallas uh, you know breaking this thing down and they said this trade was more about Luka than it was Kyrie. Meaning, I agree with that. It should be. They they want to Test Luca. Like yeah. whether or not Kyrie's here long term or not, that 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 can be dealt with. Right. how is Luca gonna react to a player like Kyrie, in this case, actually Kyrie, yeah. come in and test him, push him out of his comfort zone. Right. You are not the man. Right. You're sharing that responsibility to your point. It's still Luca's team, of course. But you've got a guy that can do everything you just said. Yes. And that that's what they need because everybody realizes what the Mavericks are. Yes. And so, is Luka willing to make that work? Yes. Which I thought was fascinating. Like, you always think about you're bringing those pieces in Mm -hmm. to add to what you have. That's right. But they're bringing pieces in to test what they had, test their superstar, their young superstar.
1: And I love it because you don't want to stay complacent, Mike, because where they were going, where they were going to be a team that could get to maybe the Western Conference semis, every now and again get to the finals, but you weren't going to be able – you you never considered them a full – threat to get to the NBA finals because you knew it was so dependent one on one guy. And and the thing about about Luka is Luka kind of reminds me of a LeBron James as far as his style of play. Mm-hmm. He dom- he's ball dominant. He likes to have the ball till you get to the end of the shot clock, then he's going to make the correct basketball play. But if, as a teammate, you're going to have to be ready to catch and shoot or get to the rim. Yeah. You talk about a Kyrie Irving where did Kyrie have his most success? Playing Cleveland. with the LeBron James, Cleveland, and I think Kyrie has understood through the trials of going to Boston and going to the the you know to the, the uh, to Brooklyn Nets, understanding that yeah he's tried it other ways it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. You got to the finals back to back and and had real shots of winning too when you had a guy like LeBron James as the dominant guy. So I think for him. If he's matured at all, and and that's a big if, he should understand that this is probably the best case scenario mm-hmm. for him to have a success or have a chance at winning a championship again. Because if it really is about winning championships and not just about getting the bag, then I think Kyrie is in a great situation where if he makes this thing work in Dallas, he can pretty much get that four year deal that he's been looking for wherever it is that he finally lands, whether it's Dallas, whether it's somewhere else, if he pulls this off and he helps this team make a run like they can, I think this will go a long way for Kyrie. Speaking
0: of Kyrie trade, Chris Paul apparently was floated as part of a package to the Nets to bring Kyrie here. How how obviously mm-hmm. didn't happen,
1: didn't materialize.
0: No, no, Is Chris Paul, if you're James Jones right now, if you're sitting in his office downtown Phoenix working the phones, is Chris Paul expendable right now?
1: Mike, if you're going to be honest, and I don't I don't I hate the word expendable. That probably wasn't the right word. If he, he's tradable, movable, movable. Movable. Tradable, movable. Yes. Thank you. Um Chris Paul will always be a great player in the NBA. His legacy, I think, is cemented. I don't yeah. think he can do anything to damage his his legacy at this point. But if we're honest and we think about the last couple of years, even the year they got to the finals, Chris is not dependable when it matters most. Mm-hmm. And that st- that was in Houston when he played for my Rockets. That's been wherever he's gone, he has almost a shelf life, Mike, where he is really good during the regular season and they do a great job of trying to get trying to manage his minutes. Uh he's not a guy that's going to miss games, but he's going to try to finesse the, the the amount of minutes that he plays in each game and without having to just flat out not suit out. So um, I don't know how you do that, Mike, and and keep the cohesion that you have with that starting unit. Because if he's not going to be available, and if he breaks down, which in, inevitably he's done mm-hmm. in recent history, I, Mike, you got to. It, it's a young man's game. All these sports are for young men. Yep. When you're older and you're trying to hang on and get those last couple checks and you know prolong your career. There's going to be things that, that get exposed, and I think for Chris Paul, his endurance level and his size gets exposed at the end of the season. When you start playing slowdown basketball and then it becomes about possession basketball and, and height matters, I think for Chris, he has that ceiling. And, yeah. and it's unfortunate because he's really, really fun to watch, and he's been a great, great competitor his entire career.
0: Yeah, you know, when you, you're talking about playing a team six times in a 10-day stretch. And they know
1: you. They can lock it, in on
0: you. To your point, it slows down. It gets physically locked yes. in. Yeah, you can see where that, you know, and it doesn't get better with age, whatever no. the issue is. it does uh, not. Word out of the arena downtown is that uh, DeAndre Ayton is is not happy with the fact that we have uh, chosen not to give him or utilize his nickname. Or, is, is he just showing off for the new owner, or is this DeAndre Ayton turning a page? You, you look just in the month of February, 26 and 12 and a half, you know, back-to-back thirty-point games.
1: I don't know, Mike.
0: I don't know. What, what? 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 Do we need to see it on a sustained basis? I mean, Well, he's I, got I the
1: bag. So, I mean, ideally, you would like to see him go out and do it, Mike. But he—he's just a—he's a weird cat. He's just a weird cat. Is I he tradable? I don't think that contract is. I, I think if if he were just if he had a, a a team-friendly deal, I think they would trade him in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But The money that that the Jazz, I believe it was, that offered him, or Indiana, 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 that they offered, I think when they matched that, I think they knew that it was like, okay, we got to do this, but we know that. Hold their nose and do it. Because now we're stuck with him. Once we do this, once we pull this trigger and give him this money, he's ours, for better or for worse.
0: Yeah, well. You got him. He's Maybe he's just showing off for the new owner. Who knows?
1: Hey, show off for your teammates. How about that? I mean, the owner, he's going to be okay. Like, he's not going to miss any meals. He's, he's going to be just fine. He just bought a team for $4 billion. He's going to be okay, right? When you just say it, for Bill, for Billy, right? He's going to be okay. He's not going to lose a whole lot of sleep on the day in and day out and game in and game yeah. out of the Phoenix Suns. But for DeAndre Ayton, you've got a finite time to be a player, a finite time to make a difference, and your teammates are counting on you to be that big figure. If you always want to be included in the the, the leaders of this team, then show up and be that guy. Yeah. Don't don't disappear. Don't here, show me. Don't don't tell me. Show me. You know, I'm, we're from Missouri, Mike. When we get to DeAndre Hate, well,
0: we'll see. Show me. Trade deadline right around the corner, and mm. uh, new owner in place. Yeah. I, I think from that standpoint, whatever happens here near term. You know the the cast has been set because you know this you know you're not going to change things in a day. No, you can't. But I th- I think for the franchise to have the Robert Sarver cloud gone. Yeah. I think I think that's that's going to matter and long term that's going to matter. I think that's Absolutely. a good thing. You know because the more things that come out, I can't remember his name the uh, the team president um, who said that uh, he would never leave. Uh, Jason Rowley. Jason Rowley gone too. Yeah. Um. You know when you're the when you're the right hand man of the guy that uh, got in trouble. Mm. You know, I hate to use the term "guilt by association," but, but uh, guilt uh, by association. Yeah, right. You either knew, you condoned whatever. All right, we'll step aside. You're listening to Train and Gross. Kind of cool. We're on the road. Yeah, we're uh, we're both a donut up. Mm. I don't even know what that means. There's still some left. There's still some. That There's we'll like
3: three it. apple fritters and a and a oh. uh, red velvet there.
1: That was so good. Be careful with the red velvet. We're
0: we'll right back on Train and Gross. Yeah. Welcome back training gross and that music means just one thing Mm. it's uh it's people it's people's favorite part of the podcast where we get into pump the brakes and then we'll we'll, uh, wrap things up with dad jokes yeah so we turn it over to the one the only sean
3: cruss all right so if you look at my notes today that the crack staff sent me it's just a bunch i mean i don't even know how to phrase these so i might i might stumble all over it one of them i had um I had planned, but it was low-hanging fruit, But so I should have known it was going to come up in their show in natural conversation. But LeBron James overachieving from where we all, from the Sports Illustrated cover until now, which you all we all agree he did. Mm. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. You okay. guys watched the game last night, right? I did. Did you see what he was doing in pregame?
1: Uh, what he was
3: practicing in pregame? The sky hook. The sky hook? Did it from three-point. Pump the brakes or not, when he was one shot away, LeBron should have attempted at least one sky hook.
1: I'm going to pump the brakes. I think for him, it would have been – it was poetic because he hit the same shot that he hit for his very first shot. The fadeaway? He had a Mm -hmm. fadeaway. And I think for LeBron, his game has come full circle to where a guy that used to come off screens and and get himself in position to to, uh, make plays at the basket because he wasn't a great shooter, right? A guy that was able to just use his athleticism and, and get that shot. I thought it was apropos for the shot that actually gave him the scoring title. I thought it
0: was cool before the game. They were talking about it. But I think at some point it, there's a fine line between cool and cheesy, corny, corny. Or I was going to say gimmicky, yeah. you know, and
1: the sky hook would have been a little. A little I, I think it would have been a little over a the little top.
0: And, and I don't even know. Like, I don't think Kareem would. Probably even would have appreciated. Like pregame, sure, I get it. I but don't think Kareem appreciated it anyway. No, probably. <laughs> none of it. Handing
3: yeah, him the ball, yeah, none, yeah, none, I don't none, think none of he appreciated it. Appreciated any of it. Hey, uh, did you see his kid? Sorry to cut you off. When they panned in LeBron's kid, yeah, and dude was uh, uh, yawning at one point. He's, yeah. he's one shot away. Yeah, one shot away from breaking the record. And they pan to his kid, and his kid starts yawning. I'm like, "Oh my god, what a terrible shot!"
1: But you know, the thing about it is, you you gotta wonder how much sleep has any of that family. It was like 10 o'clock at night, too. Uh, Right. How much sleep have they gotten in the last week? Because this has been something looming for quite some time. Yeah. And you knew it it was coming. And I mean,
3: you can't help when you yawn. It was just funny that that's when they pan to yeah, yeah, they they pan to the kid, and the kid. I mean, high school kids naturally. I mean, there's
1: you know a lot of
0: yawning going on, and you know. So. Win the damn game, Lakers. So come you,
3: you're pumping the brakes on it, too, then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, every year during Super Bowl week, mm. Roger Goodell has his State of the Union address. Yep. Okay. Today, officiating was brought up. Let me read you a quote. Mm. Quote, there are over 42,000 plays in a season. Multiple infractions could occur on any play. Take that out of uh, or extrapolate that. That's hundreds, if not millions, of potential fouls. And our officials do an extraordinary job of getting those. Are there mistakes in the context of that? Yes, there are not. they are not perfect, and officiating never will be. But he went on to say, officiating in the NFL has never been better. Pump the brakes or not on that last line.
1: I'm going to tap the brakes. Okay. Because I think the one thing that we've seen consistently throughout the last 20 years is there's been more – Opposition to the calls. Mm-hmm. I think with the advancement of technology, you see more. You, you get to see more in the replays and, and when you see more and, and the fans are actually smarter now than what they were. Not to say that fans back in the day weren't smart, but you have so much more information now. And you can see things happen a lot faster now with the the high definition TVs and the replays that they show you over and over and over and over and over again. I just think for the referees, we've talked about this in in previous podcasts you got to get some young bloods in there. Yeah. It's hard for a 60-something-year-old man to see 20-something-year-olds move at the speed of light. And catch everything. Your eyes just can't – you can't. No. Like, you're given a certain amount of field to work with. I get that. But those guys are going 100 miles an hour every single play, Mike. And to think that you're going to be able to see every infraction that incurred, th- that's just unrealistic.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm not pumping the brakes. Like – I agree. I, I, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, he's apt but he's he can be right and he can be wrong at the same time because yeah. fans don't want to hear that. Right. You know, the answer to that is, you know, what we always strive to be better. To yeah. your point, maybe we we, we we look at you know the 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 how we hire, where we hire, you know, all of it. And and I think in the previous podcast when we were talking about it, I said hire full time officials, have a campus somewhere, you know, wherever you want to have it, where they they live and work and and they train yeah. and they
3: you know they you know, watch film. They, but a part do of me things. a part of me wonders if that would even help it, it, it would, would help at the but, margin to be but transparent here's, here's why though because it's an ever changing playbook and i think that's a good thing for the nfl yeah. i think you should always be trying to improve but with that ever growing play or excuse me i said playbook rule book yeah. right uh, with that ever growing rule book there's more and more subjective calls it used to be pass interference was a referee's
2: discretion, discretion yeah.
3: right now Roughing the passer, discretion. Mm -hmm. Pass interference, discretion. Holding's always been discretion. Unsportsmanlike, taunting, what isn't, what isn't. Targeting. Targeting. All of those are discretionary where it used to be there was a couple, but now there's so many of them that what you see and Mm -hmm. what you see and what I see might be completely different. Hundred percent, I get that, and I but think so. The the officials, in my opinion, are just in a rough spot. They're in a rough spot, and it's a hard job. You know, yeah. the,
0: to your point, the technology, the replay, the, yeah. the high depth, the super slow mo. But if they instead of coming back to be a gym teacher, or an attorney, or whatever they are, put them in the in the NFL officiating headquarters, yep. six days or five, to six days a week during season, yep. you know, off season, you're watching film. Yep. What do players do? Players watch, watch, film.
3: watch film. Absolutely. If I'm an attorney, I ain't watching film. Let me ask you this though: as a man who is in between those white lines for your entire life how different does it because i know in the small not even remotely close to speed of nfl football that i was around Mm -hmm. in between the lines and then going back and watching film looks completely different and in the nfl when you're on the field mm -hmm. seeing something real time and then taking the step back and you get the all 22 it is completely different It, it is how do you replicate that for officials you know what I mean? Yeah. So no matter how much film you watch, well, it's, it's a completely players, different though. it's what, a completely
1: different experience. So so a couple things. One, yes, you, you you don't have end zone copy on mm-hmm. the field real time. That that's a great vision. That that's a great camera angle to be able to break down film and all those kind of things. I firmly believe one, they should have younger refs, but I also believe that there should be an internship. I think if you're going to become an NFL rep, let that guy, him or her, be an intern for a year. Follow a, 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 a group around, a, a, a staff around, and they're just the ones that are observing. They observe the different refs. They watch a different ref per quarter. Let them see how that game plays out, and they can kind of grade them out based on them, on what they're supposed to be looking for so they can have an idea of what the, the referees are being graded on, actually. Sure. so. Make it like a real major, almost like a major at a a university where you are, okay, my first year, I'm not going to be in charge of any game. I'm not going to go out there and referee any game. I'm just going to sit and observe and watch how these referees go about the business of making these game-altering decisions each and every time they throw that yellow
2: flag.
3: On the three teams you played for, the, the the different coaching staffs, how often did they bring in officials during training camp, practice, and such to throw flags? during? The, could that be an option where you had that? You know, you, you make that something where your internship is. Yeah. You yeah. go to a yeah. team and yeah. throughout the week you're throwing but flags. But I think you need to because
1: you've got to adjust your eyes. Just like we talked about different position players yeah. have to adjust their eyes. I think referees have to adjust their eyes to ask them to go out there from not being a ref to now having to ref games that actually matter where jobs are on the line and and they play for keeps. Mm -hmm. When you talk about the score, I think you don't want to push those guys out there too fast before they have a great concept of what it is that they're supposed to be looking for.
3: And I just think we all need to remember, do you remember the strike year for the officials? You remember how those first couple weeks went, culminating with the Monday Night Football and why they touchdown, bought the real not touchdown, touchdown. They do a tremendous job. Yeah, why they bought the. So going back to your <laughs> they, original, they do a tremendous. Job. So yes, going back to is. the yeah. original question, it's a hard job. Yeah. It is. He's not wrong. Right. He is not He's wrong. Right, yeah. But, but he the way is wrong. The way he, he said, said it. it. Yeah.
0: Like we, hey, we always strive to be better. Yeah. We we can be better. We will right. be better. We'll work yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Fine, well done. You're done.
3: Uh, somebody else who said something i want to read you another quote. Uh, This is from Christian McCaffrey, who's done a couple of hits here, you know, Media Day and and Radio Row and everything else. Uh, Grew up in the
1: game. Dad was a three-time Super Bowl champion. He's
3: talking about the NFC Championship game in this. He says, quote, you don't want to make excuses, but it just sucks because we wish we had a healthy quarterback for a full game and just kind of see how the game would have panned out. It's a really good team that we played, but it feels like something got stolen from us. Just wish it would have played out differently pump the brakes or not, A, on that statement there. Is that a fair statement from the player? Pump the brakes. And then two, you guys remember, during your playing years, you could dress a third emergency quarterback. They scrapped that rule in 2011. So the second portion of this question for pump the brakes is they need to implement that rule back immediately, at least for postseason. At
1: worst, well, the 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 teams still have the options of dressing a the the carrying third, three, yeah. But they they want that roster spot for somebody else right. with yeah. all of the injuries that happen throughout mm-hmm. the course of a season. Because you have more games to play, you got more chances to get injured. So yeah, you're going to want to give that roster sp- or that 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 uh, roster spot for the game. To a position player, maybe an offensive lineman because we know if you don't have offensive linemen, you have no chance. You can mm-hmm. just ask Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know how you really truly fix that. I think for Christian McCaffrey, it would have been cool for him to have just said, I wish we would have been healthy and yeah, left it there. Leave it there. Because the more you say, the, the, the more sour grapes you sound.
3: It feels like something got stolen from us that line. Nobody there stole like, anything. Mm, no. They,
1: they stole your heart. Yeah. And what they did was. They did what everybody talks about. In order to kill the snake, you got to chop off yeah, the head. And they Redick, chopped off he the head. That, right? He did just that. He did just that. And then, Ndamukong did the same thing to the backup. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they, they had – and they, they weren't dirty plays, but – they had an intention of hitting the quarterback and hitting him hard.
3: And I got you know sorry to cut you off. Oh go
1: ahead, I'll let you finish. And that, before you I make my talk my point. about that
0: all the time when you played. Like that's what the goal was. You gotta like, feel me. You you got you gotta, gotta no, feel me. I, I 100% agree. Like you know so you're pumping the brakes thing, on yeah. the statement. So, same thing as what I said about Roger Goodell. Like, he's not wrong, but you don't sound right when you say it that way. You Man, lost. Sour
1: they won. Move on. They beat Move you. On. They beat like, you soundly. Nothing. No flag. There was no, no. review of the plays yeah. where it was something malicious look he it's unfortunate but you were already playing with your third string quarterback because your first two had already gotten hurt
3: yeah and do and and, and, and answer this for me how many third string quarterbacks so because that's who it would be if you were, if you had this extra roster yeah. spot to sit at, an emergency quarterback how many third string quarterbacks were beating that Eagles defense in Philadelphia I don't know during the
0: first to do it. thank yeah. you yeah. yeah
1: thank you and again it goes back to drafting for your needs, for your system, what fits for your system. San Francisco somehow miraculously had a Brock Purdy on the roster, a guy Mm -hmm. that was Mr. Irrelevant, but he was a guy that Kyle Shanahan and and John Lynch saw, a guy that had played four years at Iowa State, a guy that was a winner and a leader, and he translated very well into his first year. They didn't anticipate him being needed, but the fact is he came through in a tough spot and – Ultimately, when he went down, yeah, so did the chances of going to yeah. Super Bowl.
3: But they say, I mean, if you re-implement that rule that went out in 2011 that you get an extra roster spot for a, a quarterback to dress, an emergency quarterback. No, no, not you, a lot you, of no. guys that are going to fill that roster no, spot are no, going to go win that the, NFC don't, championship. Don't that, let it,
1: those guys off the hook because not those teams still have the option to yeah. do it. They just choose not to. It's true. Very true.
3: Um, next one is uh is about the game coming up on Sunday, but not yes. necessarily just, just the Super Bowl in general. Okay. Pump the brakes or not. There's a list by and you guys know I love my list. NFL.com put out a list ranking the Super Bowls. Number one, Patriots over the Seahawks, the interception at the goal line. Pump the brakes or not. That Super Bowl of four, all time? Super Bowl forty nine was the best Super Bowl in history. Of all time. Of all Pump time. the brakes. What comes to mind Be above I, that? Okay, I'll go Dallas, Pittsburgh. That was actually number number one on another list that I looked at was Dallas. You're talking about Dallas Pittsburgh dropped touchdown yeah, in the end zone, yeah, the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you had two great teams going at it. The overtime game, I, I think the Patriots, Patriots and the Falcons comeback. was a better. Like that was the best Patriots Super Bowl. I thought that was better than the Philly Patriots Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or you could go with John Warner. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's funny because everyone that they lost have been great games. Yeah. Go back to the Philadelphia one in 2018, 2017. Tom Brady threw for over 500 yards, and they didn't punt and lost.
3: And now I was I was supposed to put a disclaimer in here that we were excluding all of the Super Bowls the three of us combined to have played in, so we were gonna, we we're putting that disclaimer out there. But no,
1: I, I agree. Uh, Ours was good. I mean, you know, there was, was a solid. lot of there was a lot of drama back and there's forth. a lot
3: of moments.
0: Yeah, in a
1: lot of moments and, and a lot of you know moments that will live on forever. But you know, there were better games. Mm-hmm. What about I'm the honest. one
0: here? The the catch wasn't that the Giants and
1: Patriots Giants yeah and,
3: yeah, yeah, that was Giants yeah. and Patriots as well the undefeated yeah. team Tyreek Tyreek
0: yeah yeah. The, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean partial to here there's been some great games in this state that stadium yeah. is how yeah I mean yeah. that. that's also the, they the, two for two yeah,
3: yeah the site of the Patriots Seahawks interception the one that this list has number one was yeah. there the helmet catch you yeah. know was another but one I'm
0: partial to I, I you know because we you know we knew we'd be doing this podcast talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the game in Tampa, you guys—it's a great game, it was, it but was, it wasn't
1: the best. I mean, even as a guy who played, it's close. It, it, it's up there. I mean, it was a great game. Lots of theater, lots of drama, but there have been other games that have been really, really
0: good. You know how you love your list: San on, Fran, and Cincinnati. Where?
1: Yeah, uh, Joe,
3: Joe Montana. Montana. Hey, that's John Cannon. Yeah, what a moment! <laughs> you walk in, you see wide eyes, and everybody kind and of that game was out. at the old Silver Dome.
0: Yeah, way back, It just doesn't. Yeah, exist Jerry anymore. Rice had
3: like 215 yards that game.
0: I love being from. Two De- fifteen. I love being from Detroit. Super Bowls do not need to be in cities named Detroit, Minneapolis, New York. Mm-hmm. New York.
3: Outdoors.
1: The hell were they doing? Ugh. I mean, Ugh. you can even on on in recent history, even Miami with the rain and everything. Yeah, else it didn't go back on. since the rain. If
3: you notice that they hey. haven't brought it back since the rain. If
0: I was in charge of the NFL,
3: who was that? Chicago, Indianapolis.
0: Mm-hmm. If I was in charge Devin of the Nester NFL, the kickoff. yeah, I would. I would. I would build a state. The NFL would build a stadium in San Diego, and every other year the, the Super Bowl just would be, be there. in San Diego. Every year care. be there.
1: All right, every year. If you had the Pro Bowl every year in Hawaii. Nobody complained about that. There All you right. go. The Super
3: Bowl should be in San, in San Diego. I don't have this on the list, but did you guys happen to catch any of the flag? Nope. No. Pro Didn't turn Bowl? It Nothing any of it? None, none of it. They needed to just – Josh Jacobs came out and said, this shit's terrible um, <laughs> the whole week because they were doing – he was part of the dodgeball and everything else. They need to just move it back to Hawaii. Do what you said, B-Train. Make an an awards banquet out
0: there.
2: You're all
3: pros. Right. Have the banquet. Have a party. Let you bring your families. The whole NFL Honors TV show that they do, that the they do this thing. week. Do it out there and
1: announce the Hall of Fame.
3: And do it after yes. all of it. And do it after the Super Bowl again, so everybody can yes. be there. And if you need Just to do something, have a
0: have an NFL golf tournament, right? right? The guys that play golf, let them play golf. And do
3: that quarterback competition. If no, you want don't even to. do that. That Just used to be great. I used to love that. Well,
0: back in the day, I, you know, you, I think we talked about this the '70s. You guys are too young probably to remember the, I remember. the superstars. Like, I remember. You know, bring them. You know, run some. De- you know, they run the some relays and some yeah. throw some frisbee. <laughs> Whatever.
1: They'd be on do ABC. whatever. Do yeah. whatever.
3: Full disclosure: I DVR'd all of it, <laughs> and I fast-forwarded through it. So I did. You
0: are one got, pathetic got loser. I got issues.
3: Wow. Uh, last one: pump yeah. the brakes or not. Mm-hmm. The must-have at your Super Bowl viewing experience, wherever it is, is a solid chip and dip. That's number one. Easy, has to happen. Uh, so not pumping the brake. So not no pumping pump. the brakes. No brake pump. A no. lot of people go the wings and the you know the pizzas. No, no. you got to have a chip Chips and, and dip. Chip. A, chip a chip and a dip. It's the
1: easiest food to eat what and, kind of and dip? keep it moving. For me, it's got to be guacamole.
3: Wow. Boom! I make a solid uh, black bean guacamole salsa.
1: I'm going hamburger cheese. Matter of fact, I'm gonna do that. So. I don't do cheese. So, but I mean, look. Uh, you if might, you were
3: coming over, I'd give you guac. I,
1: but the guac, man, is it's such a universal. It's so mm-hmm. it's universally accepted as the dip. Like, think about Chipotle. Chipotle made a whole chain mm-hmm. off of guac mole. Yeah, that's extra. Right, just you know, it is extra. But I mean, people are willing to pay for yeah, it. Absolutely. That's how much of that's why it. I, know I was if
0: cracking meant, the joke. I didn't know if you, you meant it was extra? No, or was no,
3: like, no, no. Whenever you order it, <laughs> the lady behind the counter or the guy behind the counter I always make sure to tell you this is extra.
0: Yeah, I
1: know. Go ahead. Yeah. So is the nantucket extra, but I want that too. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Are, are we looking forward to Rihanna? Yeah,
3: yeah. A, I look forward to the. Yeah. I look forward to the. Uh, I look forward halftime to the under forty.
1: Performers. Yeah. Don't give me the 60 old old guys. Like don't don't do it.
0: I'm looking forward to the combination of Rihanna. You know she's gonna have some. You special know she's guests. gonna bring it. Of course she is. But I'm looking forward to Rihanna, but then to your point about I'm looking forward to the people on social media ripping Rihanna, no matter what she does, because
2: why not Metallica? That's ridiculous. No, it, it, give me Metallica. They can't do anything right at, at halftime. Yeah. Like, yeah. People are rip on her or no Paul
1: McCartney. I don't want to see Paul McCartney. I mean, like, I, f- I feel like he was propped up there. Like, you know, like he, like he was playing like he was going to fall over at any moment. <laughs> Give me Willie Nelson. Oh, no, God, no, please.
0: No. no. <laughs> I just, I, it's so predictable. The I, I
1: wouldn't mind being with him afterwards because I know the celebration gonna <laughs> right. party is going to be off. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be right. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> I'm going
0: to be in that party bus afterwards. He's
3: jumping the gun on where, where we're headed I next think year. That's, I think what, that's what a great segue. Already. What a great segue that was. I think that's two. Uh, we can't get out of here from the Talking Stick Resort studios without the dad joke of the week. Uh, you know how this works. There's a grading system with this particular mm-hmm. segment. No matter mm-hmm. what, you're going to get one of these.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, if it's a quality dad joke, you're going to hear the laughter. <laughs> it's above and beyond. You get the standing ovation. Gross likes to call it the clap. Uh, but there is, the, there is the chance There's a mm. chance that it just doesn't land And you get one of these in the system Alright,
1: All right. so B-Train We get that Lay it on us today Alright, here we go fellas mm. What's made of leather and sounds like a sneeze
3: A leather and it sounds like a sneeze
1: What's made of leather okay. and sounds like a sneeze What is it? A shoe
3: <laughs> <laughs> just the right amount of dumb I love it <laughs>
2: And that's the second week
3: in a row. This oh, is that's
0: good. It's suitable for all audiences. Oh, I love it. We don't have to give the warning. That's right. Yeah. that's right. I, I, use the, I use the can I take it home to the school yeah, you principal. You can take that home to the school principal. The she can do it on the morning she announcement. She can do it on the morning announcement. That's a good one. Yeah, As- Karen, shout out to Karen. Get she it? can do
1: As- that.
3: You. Mm-hmm. i get it because it's a shoe <laughs> made of leather it just beats you too because yeah. usually you sit next to
0: me uh, But now yeah. that we're on the road we got a different setup here <laughs> so I can, right. I can play the part of sean crestman
1: but see i got the, i got the real-time laughs though so that's that's even that better that's yeah. even better than the sound of the part. button yeah. yeah
0: well thanks to uh the good folks out here at bellbank park talking yeah. stick resort studio it's been a blast yeah, yeah. coming out here Absolutely. I got to get the map out, figure out how to get home. <laughs> got to get back to the west side. Got to get back to uh, Central Phoenix. Well, thanks for driving mm. out here to our side.
3: No, hey, it's man. fun. B
0: Train?
1: Hey. Thanks for bringing a Bosa. Mm-hmm. Bring, get another one. I'm not taking all those back
0: Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Train and Gross. We'll yeah. see you next time for episode 97. We'll of Train and Gross.